and a warm welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Cock, and every Sunday at this time from 6 to 8, we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. And a couple of weeks back, I did a Saturday morning program of music about people on the move or refugees. And I know that I had in my choir or have in my choir someone who is a refugee, Dominic Mununoka, and she comes from Rwanda. And so I asked her if she would come in and tell us about her experiences as a refugee. And she agreed. She's nervous, but she's here in the studio. Welcome, Dominic. Thank you so much, Richard. And it's wonderful to have you on the program. And you've been in South Africa for some years now. Yes, I've been here for 16 years. Yeah, we came in South Africa in 2002. And from Rwanda, by did you come by land or by air or what? Yeah, no, we came by land, uh, passing through six six countries. Um, yeah, then eventually... And did, did it take you some time to get here? Yes, four months. It took us four months um, um, to, get, to get to South Africa. Yeah. And... How old were you at the time? I was uh, 13 years old. Um, yeah, I was 13, just going to grade 9. <laughs> and you came with your parents? Yes, I came with my parents and uh, my father and mother. And I'm the eldest of five. So we we came, yes, we managed to come with all of us. And were they intending to come to South Africa, or is that just where they ended up? I, I think eventually that's where we ended up. Um, uh, from what I know, and and you can imagine, I was I was young, so not everything was shared. But from um, the the first reason, uh, when we left, I was told we have to leave, and you can't tell your your your, your friends because. I knew my my father's life was in danger, um, so we we had to pack the little things that we could carry, and then um, and just and just go. And I didn't know exactly where we were going, but every time when we go to a country, they say going to this one next, to this one next. And later, I came to understand that it wasn't often um, safe. So when we got to a country, it wasn't safe for, for my parents to stay. And yeah, then we would proceed to the next. And then we found ourselves here. Were you traveling with official papers or did you have to sort of move sort of secretly from country to country? Um, we we, we uh, first traveled on um, official papers. Um, and actually, we first traveled with my father. Um, and in 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 disguise, <laughs> yeah. But we 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 travelled with my father, and then um, later um, my mother joined um, in one of the countries. And then when we came to South Africa, we came together. But we were on official papers, um, yeah. But when we declared ourselves then in at home phase, we we yeah you. I you get know. official status. Yes, yeah. yeah, which then doesn't allow you to have any of those papers yes. that you carry. Yeah. And but you were not the only members of your family to leave because you mentioned to me off air that you have an uncle also in exile in Mozambique. Yes, uh, who passed away. Yes, a couple of. Um, he was the first one to actually 
um, leave long time um, but now he he's passed so yeah he had left um, I can't even remember yeah. quite but quite before, a long oh, before, yeah way before yeah. before us and and mm. the reason for uh, many people leaving Rwanda was because of the genocide which yes, was happening there yes yeah and in so it started um, massively in 94 with with a genocide um, where a lot of people we actually fled in 94 as well we fled in into Congo it was quite safe and it was sorry it was a neighboring country um, but um, we returned and um, according to my parents to rebuild the country um, but then politically things were not going well because in that period um, my parents, my, my father specifically was imprisoned a couple of times and then he would come out um, and then eventually they decided on um, seeking refuge um, in another country. In another country yeah. Yeah. And was this persecution of your father because of his religious beliefs or his political beliefs? Actually or? some of it was for his religious belief um, because he was uh, quite influential in the in the Pentecostal Church, and some of his uh, um, views were not always accepted. Um, and from my understanding, the government wanted to um, control the, the 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 church, which somehow it does now, and that was not always received, and hence. Um, Yes, <laughs> my yeah, my father got involved, but he was also he he knew uh, from his background he knew a few political uh, he had a few political connections and 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 he would use that um, to you know to to help um, with the situation, but yeah, it it wasn't always received. <laughs> And your first choice of music is by Carl Jenkins from The Armed Man. It's the Benedictus. The very beautiful Benedictus from The Armed Man by Carl Jenkins. Daniel Hope played the violin and the German Chamber Orchestra of Berlin and members of the Berlin Radio Chorus were directed by Simon Halsey. Now, you've been singing in my choir for some years now. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned also off-air that you found a piece like this, the armed man, a mass or piece, as a sort of healing mm. moment in your life? Mm. Um, when we sang this, um, my uncle um, that I mentioned had been shot. And we, it was about two weekends. On the, on the weekend, he was being buried. And um, we had the performance. And in my heart, I was, I was troubled. But because I knew this was a mass for peace, a prayer for peace. For me, I, I sang it with, with, with that in, in my heart. Yeah, and this particular ben Benedictus was, um, yeah, was quite touching. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I take it it's not easy being a refugee. You're far from your land of your birth. Mm. You're in a, in a strange surrounding and and even here in in a place of refuge so-called refuge there are also xenophobic feelings here mm -hmm. about, about people from foreign countries mm -hmm. um yeah they 
Yeah, it's been it's yeah it's been um, it's my brother who comes after me told he said it's fall from grace and rise again from uh, <laughs> by grace um, because it's uh, yeah it has many challenges. Um, firstly, ac- being accepted, um, learning. The new environment and its ways. And a new language. A, a new, oh, many. <laughs> 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 yes, um, and as a black person, you are expected to to speak um, either Zulu or in um, or Sotho and other language. And if you can't, it's it's quite difficult. So for my parents, it actually has been quite difficult because the older people, even in the in the community, it's difficult because they they often can't pick up the language quite easily. Yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a journey. Um, also experiencing like the xenophobic attacks, um, which in two thousand and eight. Um, but yeah, but also on the other hand, you do have um, grace from many people and and I think that is powerful and that's that's uh, yeah that's Ubuntu when you arrived from Rwanda well presumably you came via somewhere else you Mm. said you were four months on the move from Rwanda Mm. Um, when you arrived here what is your feeling on first arriving in a new country you have to find somewhere to live and it's hard to exist because mm. your parents have to make a completely well your family had to make a completely new life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of the the way of life back in 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 the different countries, specifically in Rwanda, people when you know somebody you you relate to them, and when we came, my father found an old school friend. Um, he didn't even know that he stayed in, 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 in South Africa. And so when we first came, he came, he told us, no, you are welcome. Um, come live with us while you settle down. And yeah, so we stayed with him for about um, six months. And, and then we were able to move out with, you know, starting our own journey yeah in in South Africa so it was difficult um, my parents didn't have jobs um, they would walk I remember we were saying in in the south in Tarfontein and they would walk from Tarfontein to Beltrams um, and getting lost and not knowing the the ways and sometimes just going to fetch bread from from a shelter or something like that you know but also trying um to find jobs, um, sometimes they would uh, like they would tell them you are overqualified, um, so you can't be hired. And then the language barrier, the accent, especially in two thousand and two, um, not foreigners were not really accepted with a different accent. It was very, um, very strange. You had to have good connections to be to be able to land a good job. Yeah, so and that is there a, a large Rwandan population here? Yeah, there is. Um, in Gauteng, there is about um, maybe plus or minus 400, 400 refugees. But Rwandan. if you're a family of 
five children, <laughs> that's already quite a large proportion of 400 people. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. But we, we tried to come together as a, a Rwandan, in the Rwandan community in, in weddings and um, when we have bereavement, we, we support each other. Um, so we know um, more or less um, who's who, yeah. And your next choice is a piece actually in Swahili mm -hmm. called Baba Yetu, which means Our Father. Mm. This is sung by the Mzansi Youth Choir under Ralph Schmidt. That was Baba Yetu by Christopher Tin, sung by the Mzansi Youth Choir under Ralph Schmidt. Is Swahili a sort of familiar language to you? Yes, yeah. Do many people in East Africa speak Swahili? Mm -hmm. Also in Rwanda? In Rwanda, yeah. Rwanda, yes, Kinyarwanda is our first um, mother tongue. It's the the, the, the national language. Uh, but Swahili, because of uh, Congo and Tanzania and Burundi, they speak it a lot. So we, you get to, you pick it up. Um, it, we don't learn it at school, but you kind of go so along. So sort of lingua yes. franca, yeah. Yes, yes. And, but you speak French also? Yes, I, I, I grew up, I learned, like my primary school, I learned it in French um, it, as a medium of instruction in, back in Rwanda. Yeah. French, Swahili, Kirwanda. Kinyarwanda, yeah. English. <laughs> English. What I else? <laughs> <laughs> I did Afrikaans. Um, here, when I came here in South Africa, I did Afrikaans. And um, uh, I picked up Zulu. And I'm um, trying to learn Sutu. <laughs> yeah. And what are you doing now? Are you a teacher? Yes, I am a teacher. I'm teaching. Um, I'm teaching at Sacred Heart College, an observatory. Yeah, I've been teaching. It's my eighth year. <laughs> and what language? Which subject? Do you I, teach? I teach mathematics and the sciences. Yeah. Was that always a favorite of yours when you were at school? Yes. I, it's very. Yeah, it's a very interesting. I didn't know I was going to be a teacher. <laughs> I was um, going into going to the sciences. And then when I, I, I found myself here in South Africa, math and science made sense. Everything else <laughs> didn't. Um, so when I was trying to find ways to study um, and um, tertiary education, it was a bit expensive for a refugee. Um, a door opened through um, Diana Bimesh, she's a, she's a uh, an, um, late nun who, help, who helps refugees. She gave her home um, to help refugees and, and sometimes um, would pick up people to just give them contacts. So she gave me a contact to actually study teaching and I was nervous and like what am I going to do because I'm not very good at talking to people <laughs> but um, when I thought about it I said you know what I can if I can't do what I want to do I can help somebody else do it and yeah so I pick it up and and math and science made sense yeah and obviously your your faith is important to you and your mm -hmm. next choice of music is nearer my God to thee by mm -hmm. Arthur Sullivan Nearer My God to Thee by Arthur Sullivan, Robert Shaw conducting there. The choice of Dominique Mununoka, who is a Rwandan refugee, well now South African, but 
been here for 16 years and came by road all the way from Rwanda because of the uh, fragile political situation in Rwanda. And I guess you are only a, a handful of seven of you in your family mm -hmm. from a very large population of refugees that left Rwanda. Yes. Yes, yeah. And are still spread all throughout Africa and the rest of the world, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely, yeah. And since you've been here, have you in turn been able to help other people who've come from Rwanda? Mm, many. Um, actually, um, because of the situation, which is not still good, <laughs> um, a couple of my family members, especially the young men, um, had been th uh, threatened. So one thing my father would be like, if you can make it, then you just just get out. <laughs> and he, um, so a couple of my cousins um, had have uh, escaped, <laughs> and they did come and join us in, in in South Africa. And actually, now we are not seven anymore. We are about sixteen people <laughs> of your immediate family yes yeah. yes yeah of cousins uh, younger cousins but others have um, established themselves um, they've come along in these 16 years with um, a couple of our cousins have come to join us but then they could they grew and you know they could stand up um, for themselves and have families as well we're going to hear your next choice now, because one of the things you've done since arriving here is joined a choir, yes. which happens to be my choir. Yes. And one of the pieces we sang recently was uh, Carmina Burana by Karl Orff, and here's one of the movements from it. Floret Silva Nobilis from Carmina Burana by Karl Orff, the Berlin Opera Orchestra and Chorus under Christian Tielemann, the choice of Dominique Mununoka, who is my guest in People of Note. What does it feel like to be a, a refugee in a community such as South Africa? Because it's not always friendly mm -hmm. to refugees. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm quite interested to know that process of assimilation in a new country, which is not easy, mm. made more difficult by sort of anti-immigrant feelings. Um, so firstly, as a black person, you need to accept that you are black. And uh, believe you me that I, I think I was at, when I started university, I realized I'm black uh, because of um, how I was, all of a sudden how, um, I was being looked at or spoken at and I, I turned and I remember I found uh, my mother and I was crying. I said, what's going on? Why Why didn't you tell me this is how it, it is to be black? So you, you, I guess one thing is you first have to embrace the, um, the environment that you're coming in because in that way you are able to to understand, I, I feel that often we we clash when we don't understand that also there are other where you coming where you coming at. You can only come with your problems, but first accept the 
the environment and the problems that you you're coming into and then from there um somebody will listen somebody will listen um and not always um uh, quickly um but they will listen uh one once you <laughs> yeah once you also accept that not everything is heaven um and i think that's a very important lesson our parents um taught us um but yes it it's uh, it's been a journey um trying to express yourself no i'm not this but i'm that and then some way you have to compromise um yeah <laughs> i don't know how to explain it <laughs> well i guess it, it's a very difficult thing but there are there's sort of you and the other Mm. always always and and yes. in fact in some cases you are the other mm. because there's people who see you as the other absolutely yeah and where were you at university if i may ask um so i studied at uh, a cedar college of education which is affiliated with northwest that's a satellite of northwest university um and also you received uh, received my um accreditations and all that from northwest yeah and when you said that you were you you sort of phoned your mother to say why didn't you tell me about this was this because you felt somehow excluded yes um excluded but also the realization i i don't know there was just this feeling that which i never had before that um i'm somebody um, else yes um yeah. somebody else yes and and that and was can i ask was that within a, a sort of black environment or was it a mixed environment it was a mixed environment and yeah. um yes and i uh, so i was i was singled out which <laughs> yeah. yes which I, had not happened before yes yes yeah and where do you been at school i was yeah uh, in in the south i actually went to forest high school and so it and you didn't have that feeling at school i guess maybe i was blind to it but yeah. i didn't i, I yeah. didn't um yes i didn't have i, yeah. I, I didn't have that because i just i often think as a refugee you you must always be aware like on your travels for mm. example you say it took you 4 months to get to south mm. africa on your travels you you must also realize that you are sort of on the move and you don't belong somewhere yes. was was is that true yes yeah, yeah. even even now uh, in south africa i've been here for more years than i've been in in any other yes. country but in many instances you are you are felt you are um, you're singled out you're singled out yeah. that oh this it's not you for example we were taking um um my sister had an emergency and we went to the nearby hospital um and she has an um an id a green id but because it's written on randa no you you are foreigner you must pay as a foreigner so <laughs> and yeah so it's yeah. Uh, but it's a green id <laughs> so uh, yeah it's it's very and uh, for example in I was um I, I was traveling um and I I was actually I had a meeting late uh, at work so I took an Uber back home they stopped the driver 
and it was the, the metro police that stops the cars. Then when they looked at me, they said, mm, where, where, you ca- where are you coming from? My school is near Yeovil. So they say I'm coming from Yeovil. Yeah, I, I, yeah, so I told the, the uh, policeman I'm coming from Yeovil. And then he immediately said, where are your papers? Because in Yeovil, you've got a lot of foreigners. And I happen not to have them on me. Um, said no we're going to arrest you this was about eight o'clock and I I thought okay if I call my parents they're going to panic and they're not going to help me but I just came from work so let me call my principal (laughs) and she picked up Um, so I said okay please speak to my boss because now I don't know what is going on and um, when you know that when he heard um, a white person is so like, oh no, I, c- I don't understand. But it was very loud, and he said, okay, he just went to the driver and said, okay, just go. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, sometimes you you, yeah. yeah, you singled out in in that way, and it's not one instance. It just one you picked on. Yeah, yeah, it's one one, one, one of many. many. Mm. Well, in all of this, obviously, your your faith has been central to your life, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you mentioned off-air also that this piece from Handel's Messiah has been important. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Okay, so um, this piece, it's very special. It's one of um, my favorite work, but also it's special because the person um, who took us in in 2008 during the xenophobic attack, he took my family in, um, Uncle Charles Olsen, He's uh, now passed, but it was his favorite. Yeah, so I was also So that was especially in memory of him. Yes, yes. Well, uh, all of this is an extraordinary story. It's coming from Dominic Mununoka, who is uh, in South Africa, but originally from Rwanda. She's been here for 16 years, having escaped from Rwanda and now living in South Africa. But although you've been living here for 16 years, you haven't really been... Uh, a South African until you could get some papers because uh, I know one of the the issues you had was getting a passport for example mm-hmm. yeah um so only about is it three weeks <laughs> ago that I received my permanent residence um, I had been singled out since 2009 um, uh, they removed me from my 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 parents file because when you apply the main applicant is the one who who present the story and that was my father and we were under his file um so when in in 2009 everybody else received the um, uh, a letter to allow them to go and apply for permanent residence and i was singled out we've been following and following um, and you don't know where to go. You go here. No one can help you. You go to the Human um, Rights Commission. Sometimes they're like, okay, th- we're going to follow, but sometimes you don't hear anything. So it's been, and, and, and just pray. <laughs> it's been an endless journey. <laughs> yes, it's been, yeah. yeah. So recently somebody called, said, I see, uh, called my father and said, something is wrong with, with your file. What You have an ID, but... Uh, there is something pending, so he explained, and this 
we say it's an angel <laughs> from God. Um, yeah, she followed, and three weeks ago, I, I received uh, permanent residence. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. It is an amazing story. And we're going to hear now uh, a piece by Phil Collins called Against All Odds. That was a piece by Phil Collins called Against All Odds, uh, sung by Gregorian. And it's the choice of Dominique Mununoka, who's my guest in People of Note. She's uh, a refugee from Rwanda. And this program was inspired by a Saturday morning program, which I did, in which we had music all about people on the move or refugees. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. It's just about 7 o'clock. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back after this. That was The Lord's Prayer by Albert Malot, sung by Susan Boyle. It's the choice of Dominic Mununoka, who's my guest in People of Note. And Dominic, I'm interested to know, after 16 years in South Africa, having come originally from Rwanda, do you feel like a South African or do you still feel like a Rwandan? <laughs> yeah, um, it's a very interesting <laughs> question for many Many young people who grew up here in in, in South Africa. Um, in so many ways, we feel South African, but we feel that we're not uh, always accepted. Then, then you you don't know where to go. Um, but I also, especially here in the Gauteng, the Rwandan community has um, um, tried to keep us cultured. So we've got. A lot of events where we dance and um, celebrate our African, our our roots, and yeah, so that has kept us rooted in our culture. Um, in the Rwandan. Culture. In the Rwandan culture, yes. yes yeah. And when you all meet together, the Rwandans, what language do you speak? We speak Kinyarwanda and then English because some some have uh, lost lost it really. It's not. It doesn't come easy because you don't speak it, um, especially for the for the younger ones. For example, um, so those who are like now younger than ten, most of the time, if they not they don't speak it at they don't speak Kinyarwanda at home, then they they easily lose it. So your younger brothers and sisters? Oh, we all speak Kinyarwanda yes. <laughs> with an accent. My yes. especially my my younger. And sisters, they they speak it with an accent, but it was something that my parents. Um, it's a decision they made consciously that at home we must always try and speak our um, mother tongue. Yeah, and I guess there's. I mean, we are only speaking about people from Rwanda, but mm -hmm. I think there's a very large uh, community in South Africa Absolutely. from other parts of Africa. Yes. So in fact, there's a large exiled community yes. here, not only Rwandan. Yes, yeah. So at Sacred Heart, we've got uh, a refugee project called Three to Six, and uh, um, my mother um, Esther coordinates it under Colin Rothmore, who's the director of the whole college. And um, so it, uh, the, the, the project runs from a three in the afternoon until six when the classes are not being um, used. Yeah, and um, it, it most of our children actually comes from Congo and Nigeria 
and um, and then Zimbabweans, um, and then Burundi. You've got other countries as well, Eritreans and uh, Ethiopians. Um, but the, um, the that project is specifically for children who are not usually accepted in other um, schools because they don't have papers. Um, and yeah, normal public schools won't allow you if you don't have an asylum seeker or uh, status. So then you, those children are supposed to to stay at at home. Uh, it's just celebrated ten years, so it's been running for the past ten years. And I'm interested that this is obviously taking place at a Catholic school, yes. because I guess um, Rwanda and Burundi, having been uh, part of the colonial empire of Belgium. Yeah, first Germany. First Germany and then later Belgium. Belgium. Mm. Was it basically a Catholic society? Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. But you your particular family was not Catholic. Yes, yeah. And that was part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, in 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 some ways, yeah. Mm. But always like the the pen, um Protestant had been part of um, of the of the society since my father told us since um, 1950 uh, in the 1950 uh, the Protestant this uh, from Switzerland they first came to to East Africa uh, so since then we've been yeah we've been having um, Cohabiting, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, cohabiting as uh, in in the different religion. We also have a, a strong Muslim community as well. Um, so you and Rwanda is not a very big country, so you do find some family from here, some family from like the different uh, religions, um, all working together. But obviously, your your faith has been very important to you and your family. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And your next choice, perhaps, is about that. Mary, did you know? A beautiful piece, that Mary, did you know? Sung by Pentatonics. The choice of Dominic Mununoka, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, I see that your next choice is unsummoned before the king. And there's a story behind this. <laughs> um, when I, I'm, I first met that, this piece it was um when i was watching a movie um esther's movie one night with the king and uh, this piece is uh, played during um, when esther walks to the king and it's very powerful because uh, it's like being against all odds and whatever may be i'm i'm going to do the right thing and for me um th that's also um a motto <laughs> of my life and uh, that I try to live by that you know sometimes you have to make the harder choice so this is very special to me that's a piece called unsummoned before the king from the movie one night with the king one night with the king and it's the choice of Dominique Mununoko who's my guest in people of note one of the interesting things for me uh, in coming to know you and your your story of your life is that you actually came to sing in my choir and I'm quite interested <laughs> to know how that happened. Um, so I 
I was in a, uh, I was just missing singing. <laughs> and I happened to tell um, uh, a, a colleague of mine, Vivian McAlpine, she actually retired. And, and I was always telling her, no, I just miss singing. I want to sing. I just don't know where. And, and then she would tell me all these stories. And then she, she connected me with one of the members of the choir. Um, and uh, yeah, Evans, and um, he brought me <laughs> to to sing. Yeah, and I think it's been it's been quite a happy experience Absolutely. for you. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Because I I guess one of the difficulties of being um, a refugee in a foreign country is belonging to a group of some sort. Yes. I mean, I know that you belong to your group of fellow Rwandans, mm -hmm. but also belonging to other groups mm. because mm. actually. In a way, being a, a member of a refugee community is already isolating yourself. Yes, yeah. And and it's nice to join other groups where mm -hmm. you can sort of have a bit of cross-pollination, as Absolutely. it were. Absolutely, yeah. I try to do that. Um, also to give back because um, for me... Yes, for me, this with the singing, it's a, it's my love, my passion. <laughs> so <laughs> this one is just a cherry on top. Um, but what you're saying about um, crossing over and integrating ourselves with in 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 other uh, groups, it's very important. And one of the the things I love doing when whenever I have time, for example, in holidays, is um, reach, reach, reach outs. And I've been working with um, the brothers who actually um, run or used to run Sacred Heart, the Maris brothers. Um, and I help them in the different places where they actually help in the community to build up the community in the education sector. Yeah, so I, I do that. Yeah, it's something, you, and as I said earlier, um, it helps you to learn the culture or the place that you, you, you find yourself in. And for me, that is very important. Your next choice is from Carmen Burana, which we've just been performing. This is a very beautiful soprano aria in Trutina. The wonderful soprano aria from Carmen Burana by Karl Orff in Trutina. Rene Fleming was singing there with the English Chamber Orchestra under Geoffrey Tate. This is all the choice of Dominique Mununoka, who is a Rwandan refugee now living in South Africa. And as I said earlier, this program was really inspired by the fact that a couple of weeks ago we had a Saturday morning program about people on the move. And it reminded me that I had in my own choir a refugee. And one of the reasons that um, I'm very happy you got your papers was that Later this year, we're off to Germany to go and sing there. Mm -hmm. Will that be your first time out of South Africa since you arrived? Um, out of um, you, know, out of Africa. Out yeah. of Africa. Yes, I've I've been to um, Mozambique before. Um, yes. Yeah. But even that, mm. when you don't have proper papers, yes. is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Yes. Yeah. You always picked on. You don't have this. You must produce this. It's it's and, yeah. we, and we know that bureaucrats can be really obstructive if they want to. Mm -hmm. Have mm -hmm. you experienced that also? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much. 
So the, your next choice is uh, a Welsh hymn, which seems like an amazing choice, Gwahoddiad, it's called. And why did you choose this? Actually, we sang this a lot in my mother tongue as a hymn. I grew up with hymns. Uh, I know a lot of hymns. <laughs> and um, yes, I grew up with this in, in the in the Kinyaranda hymns. Yeah. The powerful voices of the Morriston Orpheus Choir singing Gwahoddiad, a famous Welsh hymn, which Dominique has sung in her original home in Rwanda. Is it a sort of hope of yours and maybe of some of your family that one day you would like to go back to Rwanda? Yes, yeah, definitely. It's uh, um, like recent, um, in the beginning of January, we lost our grandmother, our maternal grandmother. Who is still there or was Um, still there? It was still there and, and we couldn't go and 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 bury her and the whole time we've been here we knew that you know she was getting old but we couldn't go and visit so that is it's very sad it's very sad um because <laughs> you lose um those meaningful especially especially people uh that you are not able to move yes things with i think one thing we've learned as refugees is not to hold on to things and 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 places those can go but what is most difficult is not being able to to um contact or to be in touch with the, the people you love and yeah. even though you have uh, legitimate papers now mm. Is it still not possible for you to go back to Rwanda? It, or yes, uh, actually, yes. With my um, the ID, I've applied for the ID. It's not out yet, but when it comes out, which al- will allow me to apply for uh, passport, they are countries because our our passport will be written in nationality Rwanda, even though I don't have that. Yeah. But um, it it still doesn't allow me to go to Rwanda. Because the minute I go there, as a who, who and I've been as a, a former, refugee, yes, a refugee, yes. it won't allow me. It, well, they might arrest me, and some people it has happened that they they will arrest you and um and just and make your life difficult. Exactly, exactly. Because you left. Mm, yeah. Mm. So the situation in Rwanda is still not good. It is not. Yeah. Mm. Politically, um, it's not good. Um, even though on TV and everything, it does look. It, it looks as if we we, we looking good. The economy is growing. Yeah. But, but under the surface, it's not mm. not good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. So here's a, another hymn that you chose. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul, and I guess um, as someone like yourself, you really have to be at peace with yourself. Yes. Even if not necessarily with many other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it seems that you have to be pretty self-reliant as mm-hmm. as a refugee. Mm-hmm. And what is extraordinary at the moment is that the world has millions of people on the move, millions mm. of refugees all around the world, mm-hmm. many of them trying to leave Africa, many of them trying to leave the Middle East, many of them trying to leave the Far East. Uh, mm. I think at no stage in 
in our history, perhaps, of the world have there been more refugees. So, in fact, you're one of an enormous community of people on the move, although they're many of them with no roots. Yes. And that must be extremely difficult. I mean, I admire you for what you've achieved here <laughs> in spite of that. Mm. Um, and you're now a teacher, and you have been, you say, for eight, eight years. Yeah, it's my eighth year. And so you're a very well-established teacher now. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, teaching maths and science at, <laughs> at, a, and a, at Sacred Heart, mm. at an established school, mm-hmm. and happily being part of that community. Yes, yeah. They've been very um, accommodating also in terms of going to fetch papers because they expire and you have to go in queues sometimes for days. Um, Literally? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I remember in 2012, um, around this time, June, the home face was a horrible place to be because you had to be there for like... um, a week in the line most people slept outside and um, beside that you were if you go in the queue often you get bitten even at this you yeah you don't stand in the line like I don't know a soldier or something they they will bring um, uh, a whip. Uh, yes a whip to to hit you but all that is not being reported because it's actually um you know against yeah. against the constitution but um in 2012 there was something um a friend of ours he was one of the lost boys in um, south sudan and he went for an upgrade of his uh, paper and uh, one of his numbers from was changed um when he he, he didn't realize because when they print out the new paper, you are like, hooray, you know, I can get out of here. And then you have to go and renew it at the bank, at whatever else your documents are to, to give the new uh, documentation. When he went to the bank, they realized that one of the numbers in was not correlating. And he tried to go back, and it was in that time where there was a... Uh, you know it was difficult and uh, yeah he and he eventually committed suicide because he couldn't take it so it was it was that difficult it was a very yeah, difficult and i think we as as privileged citizens who have papers and things i don't think we have any concept actually of how difficult it actually is yeah it is. <laughs> and and you've come through and you've survived, and mm. your family has survived, and I think it's an amazing story. Yes, yeah, no, we're very grateful. Indodana is your next choice. This mm. is a traditional Kosa piece sung by the Mzansi Youth Choir. Indodana, a traditional Kosa piece sung by the Mzansi Youth Choir under Ralph Schmidt. And Ralph has done an amazing job with his choirs. This was the Mzansi Youth Choir. He runs another choir now in. Uh, Limpopo mm-hmm. um, called it Dlovu Choir and he does a fantastic job with them and they are uh, representatives of South Africa at many functions overseas, they manage to travel quite easily and that's not something that's easily in your gift because you haven't been able to travel easily because of the of having the correct 
papers. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to Dominic Mununoka, who is my guest in People of Note, who is a refugee in South Africa from Rwanda. And what are your hopes for the future now, or do you live from day to day, more or less? <laughs> um, it's again that's a, a, a an interesting <laughs> one. You have you have to 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 be in two two places, so you have to live day to day because of the barriers that you miss. But also, we've learned you have to have hopes. Um, you have to plan for for the future. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, personally, I, I want to continue. You know, growing in my career, um, I am looking into ways of studying further, and uh, yeah, growing. I, I try to um, look for opportunities, even at at my workplace. They they give me those to to grow as a person. Um, and over these eight years, I can already see um, that progress. Um, but also, I would like, uh, I'm very passionate about education and what I do in terms of um, helping with the outreaches in the communities, especially in the in the rural communities, they don't have the kind of education that Gauteng has. Um, and it's something that I'm looking into that what else can I do um, or can what else can I help with the people um, who are already doing something what else can we do to help those children because it's a pity um, to see zero percent pass rate from schools and um, it's 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 really it it's it's beyond <laughs> grief when you think about it because that means they will continue to be in that circle of poverty no one is going to come out so it's something that i've been looking into um together with with um the um brother neil who's one of the marist uh, brother the next piece you've chosen is by nino rota it's from the film The Godfather, and it's The Immigrant. That was music from The Godfather by Nino Rota, The Immigrant, it was called, the La Scala Philharmonic Orchestra, the choice of Dominic Mununoka, my guest in People of Note. And, Dominic, I just, I'm interested in your brothers and sisters also. Have they also been able to get absorbed in the community here and find jobs and so on? Yes. Um, so... Yeah, they've. Um, my one brother is a software engineer, so um, the one who comes after me, and then the rest are actually still studying. Um, and at school. At or university. At university. Yes, yeah, and then my my cousins, who are also <laughs> my adopted sisters and brothers, are still at school. And your parents have they been able to assimilate into the community yes. now? And is your father? Is he a pastor? Yes, he is a, a reverend by by profession, and he has been, um, and that's how we also have been integrated in the community. Most of his work has been with the churches in in South Africa, with the the different local churches. Um, yeah, so we. So you're pretty settled now as a family. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Very much. Which is so. a wonderful success story in a Absolutely. way after the troubles that you've. 
been yes. through. Yeah. Mm. And actually, it's it reminds me that uh, just this two, two weekends ago, we sang Carmina Burana, and it's about this, the first movement of it is about this wheel of fortune, mm. uh, and the changing, the waxing and waning of the moon is like good fortune and bad mm. fortune, and it's really all about what you've been talking about. And here it comes, O Fortuna. O Fortuna from Carmina Burana by Karl Orff. That was the Salzburg Mozartium Chorus and Orchestra under Kurt Prestel. And we're coming towards the end of People of Note now. And it's been a fascinating journey, another type of journey, with Dominique Mununoka, who's been my guest. She's a refugee from Rwanda. 16 years she's been in South Africa. And now, as you heard there, almost settled, if that's the correct word, <laughs> in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But I do, I really admire what what you and millions of other refugees have to go through in order to create a new life out of some disaster that you've had. And I take off my hat to you and your family and, of course, all the others. And I don't know if you've got uh, advice for people who are listening to this about taking an interest in refugees because I'm sure it's something that you all crave is to be absorbed into society. Yeah. So give us some advice. <laughs> I think it's it's more about Ubuntu. For me, to be here and for my family to be here, it's people who extended their hands and they didn't see us as foreigners, but they saw us as people. And I think that's what we need to exercise as people, not only from the South Africans, but also as ourselves as refugees. Let's not cocoon ourselves to, oh, we are refugees, but what else can I offer? And same goes for for the country that we are in. Well, wise advice there for all of us, because as we said earlier, there are just so many refugees in the world today, and we have many of them here in South Africa. And it's wonderful when borders are being shut down in certain parts of the world that we can still be kind to people. And remember, in the end, we are all people here together on this great journey on earth. And we're going to finish with uh, Psalm 23. This is from the Chichester Psalms by Leonard Bernstein, and this is appropriate because we've just performed it, and it is his centenary this year. And this psalm is all about comfort. That was Psalm 23 by Leonard Bernstein from the Chichester Psalms. And it was the final choice of Dominique Mununoko, who's been my guest in People of Note. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And thanks to Pete for helping us put it all together. And, of course, thanks to you for listening at home. Until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.